Hey, welcome back to Dialogues with Gabriel. And uh, this is Richard Sachs from Lost Arts Radio. I'll just segue into Dr. Cousin's topic today by letting you know I got a couple of uh, text alerts on my phone. It wasn't Amber Alert. It was um, warning me about severe weather. And it was uh, a life-threatening event. This is what the text message from the government said. It was a life-threatening event, and it was uh, possible intense rain, uh, flash flooding, and uh, drowning danger on all the roads, and don't drive, uh, stay in your house unless you're fleeing a flooded area. This was from a small, normal rainstorm, which lasted about four hours, and it wasn't intense. Uh, but the point was, you know, be very terrified of uh, climate change because this was obviously climate change. If it rains, it's climate change. If it doesn't rain, it, rain it's climate change. If it snows or if it's hot, uh, the main thing is be scared because then they can tell you what to do to be safe. And I think that leads into what Dr. Cousins has in mind to talk about. Welcome, Dr. Cousins, and we're going to start with your usual uh, setting of the stage with spiritual joy and meditation, and I'm looking forward to that. Welcome. Okay, Richard, thank you. Good good introduction. So, I greet you all with love. Thank you for tuning in to us and uh, being receptive to what we have to say, and um, that's the game, okay? So, um, we start with a little bit of dance and meditation. Spiritual joy is really important. This is what the you know, Sufis dance for spiritual joy. Miriam and the woman after the crossing of Sea of Reeds, the dance of Shiva. Uh, we see that in African dance. Dance is an expression of spiritual joy, and it elevates the spirit. So we're going to start with that because the world generally needs an elevated spirit, okay? And then after we dance, we'll go into meditation for a short time, a few minutes, and then we, as this is going on with meditation, we do the mantra, or you may have your own, of course, and you just do that. Yoda and then breath, hey, and now breath, wa, and then breath, hey, and now breath. Yoda from the base up to the heart, hey, out to the heart, wa, from the base to the third eye, and then hail to the heart. So that's what we're doing. And then we'll go into a little bit of a discussion, uh, starting with the weather. Okay. So hopefully everybody will dance together. Okay.
Okay. Focus on my eyes. Let the energy come through. And now in the meditation.
Okay. Just a little bit of meditation. And we're just going to talk about in the 60s, we used to say, you know, pay attention to the way the wind blows. So, there's a lot of uh, blowing in the wind that we've been hearing for years, but in fact, we are actually in slight global cooling. And the CO2 coalition, uh, there's a Dr. Roy Spencer who published some data. They're just good to get a feeling for it. These are satellite temperatures. <clears throat> so the temperature for January 23rd was colder than January 1988. Okay, in other words, it got colder. It didn't get warmer. And it was a drop of about 0.04 degrees centigrade, which is uh, less than one degree Fahrenheit below the 1991 to 20, uh, 2020 average. So by January 23rd, we're having a slight drop less than a degree Fahrenheit, but it's a drop. And what I've been saying all along is there will be a slight drop. We didn't say we're going to become up like the North Pole. And so the waxes and wanes, we're going to be a little cooler to around 2032, and then it's going to be a little warmer, but nothing big. They have uh, blatantly and obviously uh, created a situation where they're looking really bad because they predicted, you know, it, it's going to be a desert. It's going to be boiling oceans, according to John Kerry. It's like, uh, I don't think so. I mean, we're not even close. Okay, we're talking very, very, very slight degree changes. Um and I think that's the, the, the important thing to understand, that now it's a little bit of cooling, it'll be a little bit warming, but we don't worry. Actually, the cooling is not what we want, because it's in times of global warming where everything blossoms. There's more carbon dioxide. The, the plants grow better in the warm weather. There's less starvation. Uh, there's less plague and disease. So throughout history now, that's been the association. So it's it's just a, a way of understanding. But I think I think we want I'd like to take this a little bit further. And Abraham Lincoln said something that I just really appreciate. He said, You can repeal history, in other words, you can create false history. Okay? Uh, but you can't repeal human nature. Now, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm really talking to uh, how do we be very serious about who we are as human beings and how we create a world in our society where everything is held in balance. Mao had a, a, a had this idea that somehow one day you could change human nature. It never has worked out. And 
what's the difference between uh, Chinese communists and you know U.S. capitalists? It's one mafia or the other. The people at the top are, <laughs> are still mafiosos, stealing from the people, taking advantage, and building up their own little empires. And it's kind of a good example of, of that world, okay? So what we can do, of course, is work on our own character and our own qualities. And and I think um, Vananda, Vananda Shiva, who's really a very wise uh, woman, physicist, uh, spiritual awareness, um, she has a worldview based on quantum physics. Now, what is quantum physics? Why, how is that, why is that important? Because quantum physics has to do with interconnectedness. We're all one. Okay? Um, and that interconnectedness is aided by nurturing relationships. Now, how does that fit with what I'm saying about human nature? Well, human nature responds to nurturing. Okay? And if everybody saw, felt we're all connected as one and moved to a little bit nurturing mode, it would affect how we express our human nature. And that's the key. Now, the mechanistic work, the Newtonian mechanical physics, Okay, which we've had for hundreds of years, basically is we're discrete separate particles and we're energy and they relate to basically violence force by contact. Okay, so that's a th- obviously a theory, and it goes only so far, and then that's why quantum physics come in. It's not about interconnectedness. It's mechanistic. Um, so it creates a different sort of consciousness. One of force and violence, force equals mass times acceleration, and you get a different kind of cultural awareness. So Mao is force and violence. Oh, he's coming from the mechanistic point of view, talking as if he's in quantum physics. That's a call of contradiction. So the mechanistic point of view is an either-or. It's dualistic. Whereas the quantum... It's not either or, it's both. But in, in a bigger way, it's oneness. And so, at some level, human nature is affected by our consciousness. So the more we're into oneness, quantum mechanic, or way of, of quantum physics way of thinking, the more we move to a more interconnected way of being. And that, of course, makes a big deal in what's happening in the world. What's happening in the world is mechanistic. Force equals mass time acceleration. It's Newtonian. And I believe that part of the shift that's going on today in the next, you know, today in the next 
10 years uh, and, and more um, is to quantum physics. When we begin to understand our connectedness, it's kind of these seeds predicted from, and that's a few thousand years ago, connected from 2025 to 2075, there's like a 50-year transition into the golden age of peace, which they talked about. So we're just in the tradition of, uh, in the steps of moving to quantum physics, interconnected, all one. So it's, a, it's, it's important to see where we are, you know, in, in making a consciousness shift. Now, human nature doesn't necessarily change, but human actions can change. That's the, the point. And the more we're influenced by we're at one, the more our actions reflect that rather than fl- reflect polarity and criminality, which we're seeing big time in the world's politicians and wars and so forth. Richard, do you want to join us here? Um, yeah, as usual, you've brought up enough for several shows already, and your comments on human nature are really important, relevant. You know, it, it seems to me, you know, and, and first of all, I want to say something about your climate change co- comments and global warming and cooling and all that. It's good to get, you know, we have criminal media in the U.S. and in most Western countries and in Eastern countries, too. I don't know of any country where the mainstream media is telling the truth. And one of the things they don't tell the truth about is science. And this, you know, like they were saying, to get the poisonous, deadly shots out as fast as possible to, for our benefit, you know, because even if they kill us, it would have been much worse if we didn't take it. Uh, to do that fast enough, they have to move at not just the speed of light, but the speed of science, you know, and we're supposed to be completely in the dark about what science is. And science is not proving an agenda. You know, if it starts getting radically warmer right now, a real scientist says it's getting radically warmer. We have global warming at the moment. And if it's going into an ice age, they have to say, well, it's severe global cooling. It's going to be all kinds of problems. And one of the things about current human nature is it grabs onto positions and labels and branding. And so there are people out there, no matter what happens, they have to say it's global cooling and it's going to be an ice age. And there's a lot of other ones that say no matter what happens, it's global warming. Even getting colder is global warming. And then the climate change people are saying whatever happens, like if it rains or especially if it doesn't rain or if there's wind or something, that's climate change. You know, don't worry about warmer or colder. It's just terrible because it's changing. Science doesn't do anything like that. It says, correct me. You know, I'm happy to be, uh, to alter my position based on new information. It's not an ego deal at all. And when you get into human nature, I think trying to figure out what human nature is by looking at what's happened in recent history, say the last hundred thousand years or something that we have ideas about. Um, we can only observe what we see. And the feeling that I get based on memory and meditation and experiences outside of this lifetime is that human nature is in the image of God. It's beautiful, pure consciousness. 
It's unlimited, unconditional love. But we don't see that. What we see that is like white light passing through a prism. And in this case, the prism is mind programs. And they're so powerful, they can turn that human nature into the most malicious evil that you would never want to know about. And so we look at that after the prism, and we say that's human nature, and it's true as long as we understand it's changeable because it's not the original. And that gets back to what you were saying. So that's kind of what was going through my mind. Okay, very good. Very nice. Uh, the, the point, <clears throat> you know, with, without having a big discussion about warming and cooling, yes, our cycles, people are misusing you know, global warming and cooling with sun cycles are not related to, to tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, uh, rainstorms. None of that is, is of uh, definitely proven that they're not related, okay? And it's important because they're saying, oh, this is because of that. This is, it's, it's really um, not the case at all. Well, now, now we're finding out that molecules and atoms are bad, you know, starting with CO2, but now we're getting into nitrogen. And, and you mentioned that more CO2 during a uh, period where it's higher than right now we're in a really low CO2 period. And that's easy to see if you get graphs with accurate numbers on them, so right. several of which have been published. And when greenhouse growers want more lush life and plant growth, like you mentioned, you pump CO2 into the greenhouse. If it were a terrible gas, it would kill the plants, and it does the opposite. Now we're told that nitrogen is bad, and without nitrogen, you would look a lot different in your body because there would be no protein and basically no matter. So um, It wouldn't be a physical use, what we're saying. No, we're being misled on a scale that is beyond most people's imagination. Except the good thing is, it's so beyond that it starts to appear to be ridiculous. I think a lot more people are being aware that the agenda has nothing with global warming or cooling, and it's about eliminating humanity on the planet. Right. You get that, you see all the actions, with that perspective, it all makes uh, a lot of sense, whether it's the yeah. bioweapon, aka vac- vaccine, whether it's, you know, the uh, lockdowns are connected to global warming, the illusion of global warming, uh, and this goes on and on. Uh, but the agenda is the same. How do we eliminate humanity? One big piece of that right now connected to climate change is that we should not have means of personal transportation. You know, because your car is evil, we know that because there's CO2 that comes out of the tailpipe, just like producing energy in a coal, a clean coal power plant is evil because CO2 comes out. And so what you have to do is get an electric car, and the electric cars are not electric cars. They're coal-powered cars. They're nuclear-powered cars. And they just make it much less efficient, generate the electricity in a coal plant, and then lose most of it in the transmission line on the way to the charging station. And then the uh, electricity gets scarce because it's being shut down. And the government can say, well, thank you for buying an electric car. 
whatever brand, Tesla or whatever. And please don't charge it because we don't have any electricity. But thank you for being environmentally responsible. I mean, the cars are going away. According to plan, I'm not saying it has to happen. Yeah, I don't think the plans are going to pan out. Uh, I think that we'll see in the next few years. Why do I say it? Because I think more and more people are waking up that this is an agenda of destroying humanity. Yeah. And it's getting more obvious. And I, I think that when the WEF met, or they met at Davos, it, it got a little bit more clear to see these kind of puppets that with the memorized scripts, that something's really wrong here. Um, and, and so I think people are paying more attention. I think there's a there's a counter wave. And now uh, how much we do that is important because um, a strong wave, I mean, they're going to give a big push-up back, but there's more of us than there is them. Yeah. And when you're talking about your survival, you get more motivated. Most people haven't gotten the idea that it's about survival, your survival, your family's survival. But more and more people are getting it. And once we get to that point, then the lies become more and more obvious, and your survival becomes more and more necessary, and there's a shift begins to happen. Right. Completely agree. And people are realizing that in spite of the efforts to censor the truth about everything, it's getting through in alternative platforms and people are speaking out even if they get punished for it, they're willing to tell the truth. Um, very encouraging. So that's why the old statement, which way the wind is blowing, it's a political statement actually. Yes. So, what I think is important, Mm. last piece of what I want to share is that we share this. We begin seeing the, not not seeing, because most people listening probably do see the lies. We begin to educate the people around us on all these areas. Well, look, there's bioweapon China's killing people. It's not that hard. The data is very big. Right. You know, and the weather isn't getting warmer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and when we interview people, the, the subtle shift gets ready to happen. Go ahead, Richard. Well, I was going to say one of the best ways to educate people effectively, like you're talking about, is first of all, focus on the people who are open to it, who are willing to absorb new knowledge, because you can fight with other people who just want to argue and blow away all your time for very little positive change. But there are more and more people who are looking for encouragement to go in the right direction and learn new knowledge. And the best way to get them to do that is not say, okay, listen to me and agree with everything I say, you know, because I know more than you. Instead of that, recognize and affirm their ability to learn for themselves and how to, how to do that, you know. And that's what education is supposed to be, not trying to make somebody else agree with you, 
but wake them up to the idea of their own potential, that they know how to learn things, and maybe give them a few hints on how to do that specifically. Yeah, it's people beginning to believe in themselves, that they have a brain and they don't have to follow what, you know, people who who aren't really working for their benefit are telling them as the truth. And then they get more and more independent. And that's what we need is, is people who are independent thinkers and doers. Right. And then you start seeing a parallel civilization emerging while the old one falls apart. We don't just have to sit around and wait for the old one to fall apart. Yeah, and we're, that's why I brought in the quantum mechanics, quantum physics, because that's a different fundamental concept of what life is about. Right. We're all one. We are all interconnected versus the, the uh, Newtonian, which is separate in force and violence to make things happen. And the idea that consciousness creates physical reality. Yes. So that's the shift. You know, in, in a bigger way, way beyond politics, but kind of a, a shift in the consciousness of humanity, which then affects actions, uh, which is, I think, important. You know? So... That's really the message for today. Anything you want to add, Richard? I would just add, don't underestimate your own impact on the world situation. And when, I think it was, who was it, Gandhi that said, be the change you want to see in the world? I think it was... But it's a good idea. (laughs) It's a good idea. I don't know who said it. There are a lot of people who are working with this. And the basis of that is what Gabriel was talking about, quantum, what they call quantum physics. But it's just a name for a deeper reality. And it's saying that the physical is not creating the spiritual. It's vice versa. Belief belief is not what creates it. It's, It's a level of belief that we haven't accessed what I call deep programming. And that's creating our reality. And most people are not aware of it at all. And it looks like they're helpless victims of the outside world. And I'm saying the secret is it's really the opposite. And we don't, you know, people want to learn how to manifest a better life. And there's all these systems working for how to do that, um, many of which are really helpful. But the secret, again, is that we're manifesting now. You already know how to do that. It's just what are you using it for? And what you're focused on is what you tend to draw into your life. And it's not just focused on analytically. It's what do you feel? You know, which is why the power structure is saying, like in our beginning subject of climate change, it's saying it's not just that you have to believe there is climate change. It's that you have to believe it's a threat to your life. And the important part, you have to walk around in fear. Because when you walk around in fear, that's what you're manifesting. And I think Dr. Cousins is suggesting the opposite. That's exactly right. Um, Be at peace. And the message is, 
be at peace with who we are. And from that place of inner peace, then the natural and uh, elevating actions of how to deal with the world will appear for you. Right. And it starts in your own life and then it spreads. And, you you know, as far as educating people, you can tell people all kinds of wonderful ideas, but really what we share has to be what we are inside, the feeling that you're broadcasting. Emotions have this huge power. And when we're focused on worry and fear and anger and condemnation and division and all this nonsense that we're being taught to carry, that's what we draw into our life. If we want to teach peace, as Dr. Cousins has said so many times, or harmony, you know, people respecting and loving each other, you can't do that by talking about it, even though we're talking about it. You have to talk about it or not talk about it from a point of merging into that emotional reality that you live in, no matter what's happening around you. Let it affect the outside. So part of peace is what we call ahimsa. Right. Do no harm. I just want to point out, we are actually doing a workshop on holistic veganism. Uh, and that will be on the 26th of February. It's a Sunday. And you can register, just go to drcousins.com. So that's a one-day event? Yeah. 26th. 226th. So that's an area, you know, we can control by what we eat, how we eat. Yeah. And uh, ahimsa actually relates to other species, like even humans. You know, like you're not really supposed to hurt other people unless you're forced into a self-defense situation. And what I'm also saying about that is that physical self-defense, you know, deadly force, things like that, it has to be allowed in those situations. But that's only if we don't have the consciousness to do anything better. And when you take it further and go in the direction Dr. Cousins is talking about, the violence, instead of it, you know, coming and threatening you, it doesn't happen. And I think that's where, that's where we're getting to. Okay, so I want to bless everybody that we have a week of peace, of inner peace, generating outer peace in all that we do. Amen, aho, omitakyashin. Shalom, 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 Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Thank you, Gabriel Cousins. That was incredible. And I think, as usual, the idea is, okay, you've heard things that he's talked about, concepts, principles, things about the inside creating the outside, things that I've mentioned. Um, Where are we going to take it? You know, it's really in your hands even if you're the only person we're talking to, one person has this massive impact. It's like, uh, I think one of the interesting things that Einstein mentioned was that in one atom, there's enough latent energy to recreate the physical universe. And it's obviously not, it's not liberated so that it can create a new physical uh, universe, but it's there. And it's, it's just similar to what, we're walking around with as individual humans. 
you don't need to wait until you get a million followers or, or co-workers to believe in and do what you're talking about. You just have to do it yourself and then watch what happens as it spreads because whatever you start to become, other people who are on the same track will be drawn into your experience with them being characters in your quantum physics experience and you being a character in theirs. There's a very complex attraction principle going on all the time and that's how you attract through consciousness what you're becoming and you, if you want to see what you're becoming, we know what you ultimately are as pure spirit. But what you're becoming in, in action can be checked by how do you feel, what emotional state are you walking around in. That's actually voluntary. And we're learning how to change that at will. So if you start by the realization, like he was saying in quantum physics, that your emotional reality and what you're feeling, which is your real belief, by the way, that has a massive impact on the outside, so-called outside world, which is really a projection of consciousness, then you have this great opportunity and responsibility to become aware of what are you projecting now. Not who you can convince that you're right or that it's global cooling or global warming or we have to stop chemtrails or you know whatever the good cause is. It's what are you becoming because the thousands of years of human history that Dr. Cousins mentioned is really what has been happening. And, and if you want to not continue that loop over and over and over and over with one side killing the other and then the other side gets stronger and they kill the other side, they rewrite history, as Lincoln mentioned. You want to stop that loop and not just go you know, through the yugas as over and over and over, gold, silver, bronze, iron, and then back and forth and back and forth. It's not It's not really a very uh, rewarding way to exist, and we've been doing it for a lot longer than most of us realize. We want to break the loop. We really have that potential. We don't have to stay in it. But it's a matter of not just going around repeating whatever we think, but doing the actual work. You know, it's like Michael Jackson's song, Man in the Mirror or woman in the mirror, or child in the mirror, whoever you want to be, work with yourself first, and it has a massive impact. Otherwise, you're just going to keep arguing about who's right indefinitely, and it doesn't go anywhere good anyway. So I'm encouraging you to do that, and I'm going to not just talk about it. I'm doing it myself. Uh, we talked about the five clues in planetaryhealingclub.com, and the bottom line of those is already done to understand what's behind that. The Chinese doctor's working on a tumor in a lady, and in three minutes the tumor's gone, and they're focusing their attention that it's already gone before the physical reality catches up. If you can get that, we're all done, or into a new beginning. And that's where we're encouraging all of us to go, including myself. So let's see what we can do with the week. I hope it goes really well for you. Thanks for spending a little of your incredibly valuable time with us. We appreciate it very much. And uh, thank you to Dr. Cousins for all the great inspiration and encouragement. Um, we'll meet you at planetaryhealingclub.com and remember his retreat at uh, drcousins.com, also treeoflife.mn.co and uh, all kinds of programs that are educated. Including, 
including a spiritual fast from the upper nature. Yes, exactly. So don't let that go. It's an incredible resource. And uh, the whole bottom line is, second by second, there's no better time to change yourself than now. And you can't fake it. You have to actually do it. So let's try it and see where it goes. I know we have the potential to do everything. We don't have to keep waiting. Let's start now. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time.